and uh, and therefore it's much even to do a ma'asumen. Ubavadli iskavin lasech malach to be my. You know, that'll be machavin to do the malacha b'chalamay. Meaning, if it breaks on chalamay, there a few minutes before yamtiv, so you can repair it in chalamay. But if it breaks a day or two before, and you could repair it before, that's a problem because you're the chavin. You're waiting specifically with kavana to do the malacha and chalamay. That's aser. V'chol kavashin v'yachol echol mehen v'ayit kaiushet. Also, all preserves that you can eat them on chalamay. You can preserve them. Meaning, when you preserve food. So sometimes you preserve it for uh, for a long time down the road. If you can eat them on chalamayid, if they'll be edible on chalamayid, if you preserve them in a way that you'll be able to eat them on chalamayid, so it's all right to preserve them, to salt them, to pickle them on chalamayid. Now the Gemara right away says, Hey, chidami ma'izahed yet, right? In the ratio, we said you can make a, a fence, at the end, a gate at the end of your roof or at the end of your merpeset, your porch. So, but it has to be a ma'izahed yet. So what's exactly a ma'izahed yet? It means dafna. You take different kinds of branches. Dafna is one kind of a tree standing upright, and hutza is usually the, the branches of a lulav, and you use that to go crisscross and uh, hold together the dafna. You make a fence like that. The brisa says tsarbitsor. You can pile up stones as a fence, veinotafbatip, but you don't cement them together. So it's apparently enough that it shouldn't be considered a sakana. But uh, you're not doing a up. The Mishnah said you can smooth down, uh, seal up the cracks, the openings in the roof, and you can roll them with the roller. So the says, Sorry. Now, if you're saying you can roll them, smooth them with the roller, so then is it necessary to say that you can use your hand and your foot? You said you can use a magila. And then you said that you can use your hand and your feet. So it doesn't read. Something's wrong here. So how do you understand the Mishnah? So the Gemara says, Hachikamra. This is what the Mishnah means to say. The Mishnah means to say like this. You actually cannot use a roller, a rolling pin. What does it mean to say? Shafinas hasadakin umagilin osan ke'ein magila. Biyaduvurego. So you can be shafinas hasadakin. You can seal, you can seal these cracks. Umagilin osan. And you can smooth them down, flatten them, kind of like you would do with the magil with the rolling pin, but not actually using the rolling pin. Rather, using your hand, using your foot, you can smooth it down. And you cannot even use the tool called the machotayim. In other words, the magila would be the, the most sophisticated tool. You certainly can't use that. You can try and do your best with your yad and with your regal, and you can't even use a machotayim to do it, and you certainly can't use a magila. Okay, so we said the, the, the hinge coming out and the tzinar where it fits into in the ground and the core of the beam and the mantle and the lock, the mafteach, the kish, nishbrum, the when they break, you can repair them on Cholomayit, to Davar Avid. So the Gemara asks, I mean, so to this, because it says in the, uh, the Mishnah of Meister Shani, Ad Yamav, until the days of Rav Yechon and Kayin Gadol, Chaya Patish Makav Yerushalayim. The hammer would bang in Yerushalayim and Cholamayit, meaning until his days, people would use the hammer to make repairs on Cholamayit, and he made a takana to stop that. So it sounds like Ad Yamav, right in. Until his days, you were able to use the hammer. From here and on, not. So the Gemara assumes that in order to repair a mafteach, in order to repair a mandala, a lock, and a key, you need a uh, you need a hammer. And if the mission says they were repairing them, they were using a hammer. And the mission of Meister Shaini says that after the days of Rabbi Yochanan Kangadal, Rabbi Yochanan Kangadal, they weren't using anymore uh, a patish, a hammer. So how does this work? 
The Gemara says one teretz leikasha. Not sure. Kan b'dinavchi, kan b'dinavri. Here in the Mishnah in Maisersheni, where they said you can't use the pathish anymore, that's the pathish of an afchi of a blacksmith. Kan our Mishnah that implies that they could use that's b'dinavri a carpenter's hammer. Meaning there's different kinds of hammers. One makes more noise and one makes less noise. The blacksmith's hammer that's what you're not allowed to use. But you could make a repair using the carpenter's hammer. Maski for chizda, effective chizda. Yenwe, are people going to say that kalaraba asir, a loud noise is asir? Kalazutr, sorry, but a, a small noise, uh, not such a loud noise as mutter, meaning it's a very difficult gzera to make. It's a very fine line. If they made a gzera not to use a hammer, they're going to make a gzera not to use all hammers. They're not going to say this kind of hammer you can't use and makes a lot of noise, and that kind of hammer you could use because it makes less noise. It's very schwer to say that. So, El Amr the Mishnah over here is talking about Magli, that's like a saw. A saw doesn't make such noise. The Mishnah over there is talking about Chatzini, that's some kind of a pick or hammer that does make a lot of noise. Meaning you're not allowed to use a kli that makes a lot of noise, you're allowed to use a kli that doesn't make noise at all, really. Uh, others say that the difference between Magli and Chatzini is not a lot of noise versus no noise. It's the difference between a kli that's a maisa uman and a kli that's not a maisa uman. If Papa says a different terence, Kan koidum zera, kan like we saw in the Mishnah of Meisr Shani, that until Yochanan and Kain Gadol came along, so they were using them. They're using the pathish. He was gozer, but they can't use it anymore. So our Mishnah that says that you can use it to repair the the manal and the mafteach, the lock and the key. So that was apparently before the gzera of Yochanan and Kain Gadol. And that Mishnah over there, where it says it's also is after the gzera. There's a rule Mishnah lozazim imakom. Once you have a Mishnah, the Mishnah doesn't doesn't move. So even though that means that this Mishnah, or this part of the Mishnah is no longer relevant after the Takana of, of Yochanan Kangal, but the Mishnah stays the way it was before, that it would have been mutter to repair it if not for the Takana. And Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi said, of course, Teretz, he says, you know, whether or not you could repair, it's a machlekes tanaim, har of Yehuda, har of machlekes of Yehuda and whether you could repair, dam Rabbi Yitzchak bar Avdimi, mantan shinui Who's the Tana that says, he's referring to a Mishnah later, but who's the Tana that says in the Mishnah that you need to make a Shinoi and Chalamayid when you're repairing a Davar Avid? It's like a Biasi, it's not like a Biasi. Meaning, according to a Biasi, if you're dealing with a Davar Avid, you don't need to make a Shinoi, you can repair it properly. Ah, so who's the Tana that holds that you need to make a Shinoi? It's not like a Biasi, it's like a Yehuda. Ah, so in other words, according to this, when Rabbi uh, when, when Yochanan Kangal came along and said that uh, you have to stop being makir Pratish, so he was essentially saying that even for a davar avid you have to make a shinoi, and that's not like a biyasi. That would be like a bihudu, but according to biyasi, you wouldn't have to make a shinoi for a davar avid. And this mission will be the shita of biyasi that you could make a shinoi. You could make a, you could use a pathish for these repairs for a davar avid. And the mission over there that says there was no more hammers being used, that would be like the Shita of Yehuda. Am Ravina says, Ravina command Madlina Naidna Kabyusa Dadasha. According to whose opinion do we raise up the Kabyusa Dadasha? It means when the top, when the lintel over the door comes down, it's ha- it's hanging, and we apparently they make a proper Mysuman repair, they hammer it back into the to the uh, I guess to the wall, to the to the roof or whatever it's attached to. So according to whose opinion, that's Kiman, that's like Gerasi. Like according to Behuda, they would have to do some kind of a shino, you couldn't do a Maisuman. 
But like Rabbi Yaisi, we can uh, make a proper repair without a shimu. We can even do a ma'ise uman. Okay, so that's the Mishnah that for Davar Aved, you can even make a ma'ise uman de krukah. Kavashim shul yachal achal b'mayid kosh. Then the Mishnah said that preserves. But if you'll be able to eat them on chalamayid, you can preserve them. Even if you're going to have extra, but as long as you could eat them on chalamayid, it's mutter. Umar brings a ma'ise. Bedisa levai kavri. It's a little bit difficult, Lashen. Bedisa refers to a river. There's a place called Pum Bedisa. Pum Bedisa was the place of Pum that was on the river Bedisa. So Bedisa is the name of the river. Levai Kavri. So somehow it became abundant with fish, meaning there was a lot of fish from the river, and they somehow washed up ashore. So you had all these fish that came from the river Bedisa. And Azukuli Alma, all the people went, sowed, they caught fish. Aisu Kavra, and they brought the fish home. So they went and they went fishing and they brought fish home. Everyone has now all these fish. What are they going to do with so many fish? So Rava was mad to them, the Mimlach now to salt some of the fish. In other words, they're not going to be able to eat them on Chalamite, so you can, you can salt them and then they'll survive. So Abai said, It doesn't diminish it. Only preserves, only salting that you'll be able to eat them on Chalamite, you can do. So Lachaira, he was going to salt them. He was mad to them to salt them in a way that they would be so salty they couldn't eat them on Cholamite. So how could he salt them in such a way? Amrle, so Rabbi said back to Abai, no, it's allowed. Came to make Chara, since initially when they brought them, they brought them planning on eating them. In other words, apparently they went out to the, to the river and they brought all these fish home. Maybe they didn't calculate it so carefully when they got home and they saw how much they could consume and how much... They're going to have left over. They realized, well, we have too much. But since they took them innocently, and now they have extra vishavigla, if you leave them pasty, they're going to go ruined. They're going to go off. They're going to get ruined. It's going to be upset. So that's like business that's going to be lost, meaning that's like a, uh, a business opportunity, a commerce opportunity that's going to be lost. It's going to be a hafsid and it's mutter. Vishari. So the same way you can sell, let's say, if it's going to be uh, a loss. So who had then here, since you brought it home, better, and it's going to be ruined if you don't salt it. So you could be matter salting it also. That's one opinion. Victor Damon, there's another lesson. They say, Shari Lurava Meitzad, Meizal, or I'm saying reverse it, Meizal, to go, Meitzad, and to catch the fish. So you to bring it, Umnuch, and to salt it. So here's a little bit more schwer, because they didn't bring it home innocently. He allowed them to go and bring all the fish that they wanted, and bring it home and salt it. So when the Abai, so Abai said, how can we matter? Doesn't the Mishnah say that Kvashim that preserves, that salting, only when you'll be able to eat them all. That's what it says in the Mishnah. Meaning the Mishnah only is matter to salt what you'll be able to eat in Chalamayid. And salt it in a way that you'll be able to eat it. Here you're bringing tons and salting it in a way that you can't even eat it. So Amrali, he said, Hani, Nami, no, no, you're making a mistake. These fish that we're salting also, so you can eat them Agav itza means removing the salt, drying out the salt either by soaking it or by squeezing it out. Meaning to say, he took home a lot of fish, yes. And he salted a lot of fish, yes. And he's not going to eat all of the fish in Cholomite, but he could eat any of the fish. Meaning to say, there's really a similar lachan yamtiv. You can cook a lot of food as long as you could eat the food or any one of the foods now in yamtiv. You might have extra for Shabbos. Or for the next day, but you could eat all the food. So here too, you could eat all of the you could eat all of the um, all of the salted fish, any one of them, because even though it's very salty, you can extract it by squeezing it or by soaking it in water, and therefore it's not considered uh, 
It's considered you could eat the bechol and the mission will be matter. Kiyad the Shmuel and Gemara brings a Ma'isa proof Shmuel did it. Avdulei shitin itzitzi. They made him sixty itzitzi, meaning he had this very salty fish, and sixty times they had to squeeze it or soak it in water. V'achal and he's able to eat it. So you see that even if it's so salty, you could eat it right away, and therefore it's not a problem. Rava ikul beirish galusa. Gemara brings a Ma'isa. The Rava came to the home of the beirish galusa. Avdulei shitin itzitzi. They gave him a very salty fish. They squeezed out or soaked it 60 times, and he was able to eat it. The Mormon is another Maisa. Rav Yikulabei Rav Shapir, or Bar Shapir. Rav came to the home of Rav, or Bar Shapir. They brought before them a fish. A third of it was cooked <coughs> regular bishul. A third of it was salted. And a third of it was roasted. Okay, so that's one Maisa. Then Omar Rav, Rav said, Omar Li Ada Taida, Ada Taida told me, Ada was the uh, a fisherman, so he knew a lot about fish. Ada Taida said, Kavra Samuch Mali, a fish, just before it goes off, it's better. In other words, not is it necessarily the best to eat it right after you catch it. Wait a little bit until uh, it's about to go off. Just before it goes off, that's the best time to eat it. Omar Rav, and Rav says, Omar the Adataida, Adataida, the fisherman, Ada told me, Kavra, Tavya Ba'achla, what should you do with the fish? Kavra fish, Tavya, you should roast it Ba'achla with the brother. What's the brother of fish? Salt, right? Salt and fish both are in the water. So the salt and the fish are brothers. So you should roast the fish in salt in the, uh, in the brother. Asuke Ba'achla, then you should take it and put it in the father. What's the father of salt and fish? Water. That they uh, they that they grow in, and then you should eat it. eat it with its son. What's the son of the fish? The tzir, the the tzir, the juice that comes out of the fish. So you dip it into that, the brine, the juice that comes out, and ishtil, and then drink after the fish. Avua, the father, water. Again, in other words, drink water after the fish. So apparently that's considered the right way to eat your fish. Tesis points out that uh, that these things are uh, maybe in the Gemara's time considered refua. Apparently the teva changed. Today, we consider it to be dangerous to eat a fish before it goes rotten. You're better off eating it as fresh as possible. And Tyson says it's not considered safe to drink water after uh, fish. Kivega actually brings that, but I wonder today, I don't know if we think that it's dangerous anymore. Maybe what it says in the Gemara is more appropriate. Akopanim, the Gemara goes on. Rav also said, The fisherman told me, Fish. Kavra's fish, tachli is cress, and chalava milk. These three things, after eating one of these three things, lita and gufa, burden your body, don't burden your bed, meaning to say, exercise, walk around, make your body work, don't make your bed work, don't go to sleep after eating these three things, go and, uh, and exercise to help you digest it. Rav also said, the fisherman told me, kavra, tachli, v'chalava, these three things, fish and cress and milk, Maya, drink water with them or after them. not beer. And if you have to drink shikra, drink beer and not chamra, not wine. Hardun Allah, Mazel Tov.